Welcome to the First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast, where we break down Bendis' iconic run on Ultimate Spider-Man, issues 1 through 160 in Earth 1610. I'm Zach, and with me as always is John, what happens in Vegas, Opat. Yep. That's, I guess it doesn't stay in Vegas. Is that... You did come back from Vegas, yeah. That's true. We've got a good episode this week, Zach. You think so? I do think so. These were some pretty good issues. Could you tell why I told you to take the first one? You told me to take the second one. We did 62 and 63 today, right? And you told me to take 63. Uh Uh-oh, we might have a bad episode. Oh, no. I told you to take 62. Well, I took notes on both of them, so it's fine. But my notes on 63 are better. We'll work our way through. Of course, the one time I come in and I'm like, we've got a pretty good episode this week. (laughs) We fumbled it. Okay, I just looked at my text. I did tell you to take 63. And I don't know why I did that because I definitely was like, there's something pretty big that happens in the first issue here. And I want to get John's honest, like first reaction of it. And then I just told you the wrong number. My bad, man. That is That's on me. Funny. That's funny. Do well, you want to we'll say still, it? Say what? It happens what? once an episode? <laughs> no. What do we say when Marvel makes a mistake? We got him. Yeah. But this time they got us, I yeah, guess. It, it was a self-got. Yeah. Um, well, whatever. Still a good episode, I think. Um, how was your week? Uh, my week is going good. So... This is crazy. You know how I like went to the last, the only home Colts games so far this year because I've had a friend bring me. I I rarely ever go to the games, and I was like, that was nice while it lasted, but I'm probably not going to make it to any more this year. And he even told me as much because they're like his family's season tickets, and he's like, yeah, my brothers are probably going to start claiming their games here soon, so I might not get to go to one for a while. And I was like, totally fine, understandable. And then, like, this has never happened since I've been working at my job. But, like, they just sent out a company-wide email. They were like, hey, we've got one Colts ticket to give away right by the sidelines at the 50-yard line. Oh, up front. Yeah, email us if you want your name entered for a drawing for it. And, of course, I won that. So, um, I'm I'm getting, like, awesome season ticket holder experience so are you just gonna go by yourself yeah i mean yeah it was only one ticket that they were giving away will that be fun for you i think so (laughs) okay there's a co-worker who also had a ticket i think the co-worker was already supposed to be going and then they were like oh we have this extra ticket that we oh need to give away or whatever oh that'll be awesome but i could probably go yeah i could sit there by myself and yeah i know you're 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 yeah you're a big football guy um well that will be fun hopefully uh jonathan taylor doesn't come back so my zach moss fantasy run continues yeah speaking of fantasy big news Uh zach knows in in our league kyle pitts his favorite player hit the waiver wire and uh i had one free agent dollar left and it was enough to swoop him up. Two people Ooh. put zero dollar bids in, and my one dollar bid got him. There we go. So I figured you'd be happy about that. Yeah, well, you should be happy about it. 
you got him for nothing, essentially. Yeah, and now he'll sit on my bench and take up a bench spot. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, um, so, how's your week? Um, it's been pretty good. You know, actually, it, <clears throat> Elizabeth and I have gotten some negative news. So, should I should I say that now? I know I can't really tease that and then oh, save no. it to is, the end. But is it about the the dog? Did I talk about that on the pod last week, or did I, I don't just talk know to if you it about made that? it in. You definitely told me. So, Elizabeth's dog, which is also my dog, but it, it was mostly hers, Lucky. He's about nine years old. She got him on the streets of Mongolia nine years ago. Picked him I up as a puppy. That. Yeah, very, very cool. Picked him up as a puppy. He was, like, sick as could be. Dogs aren't really, like, they're kind of, like, vermin out there. So it's like, you know, he's like a street dog. He's like dirty, you know, and she picked him up and, and he was really sick and, you know, he survived. And, uh, but we, we did just find out in the last like week and a half that he had some cancer. So we, and it's pretty bad. Um, so we thought with chemo, it'd be about four to six months. He'd be able to, we'd be able to extend his life. We went in for his first chemo thing uh, this past Monday and, found out that it's it's more serious than you know just like cancer on the heart which is what we thought it was which is serious as it is but it turns out it's like all over his body so so even with chemo probably about 30 days um so that's really sad it's really hard it's especially hard for elizabeth but um so if if any listeners want to leave some positive notes, I I told Elizabeth I'd mention it, and I said, oh, maybe some people will say some nice things, you know. Yeah, so I'm really sorry I'm sure to hear that. Would cheer- yeah, yeah, thank you. I mean, it stinks. I'm sure a lot of people have gone through something similar, you know, losing a pet. So. Yeah, I never, I never have. So we've we've been crying a lot. Oh, well. If you're looking, so for I just a- wanted to share that with our. With our pod family. Yeah. You know. And if you're looking for like a positive note or some kind of silver lining, I mean, it sounds like she gave him nine really happy years that he wouldn't have gotten in Mongolia. Yes, she she did. And that's something I've kind of also said to her, you know, at this point, which is like, well, you know, she's got nine years more than he would have if you didn't pick him up in the first place. So. But yeah, it's it stinks. It's gonna stink when the day comes. So, but we're still trying everything, you know, that we possibly can. But yeah, yeah. So, anyway, anyway, we can get on a more positive note. You got anything more fun going on? I, I don't. Should we just get into Spider Man? Yeah, let's let's. Uh, so there's a downer. Here's an advertisement, and then up next <laughs> is Spider Man. Yeah. Every business says they're better. But the ones that earn and display the BBB seal back it up. It instantly identifies businesses that are committed to operating with integrity, honoring promises, and telling the truth. Makes you wonder why every business doesn't have it. So look for it, because it's looking out for you. That's why it's the sign of a better business. And find a better business anytime at BBB.org. Okay, we're back. We are back. And we got, and this is going to be fun. This is going to be the wild, wild west because we took 
notes on the exact same issue because of my mistake. Well, I do have some notes on issue 62. Um, so and we I'll can get go it through up. it. And I think they're still good. So yeah, we can get it pulled up also. And and uh, are we ready? Should we jump into it? Yeah, we are ready. John, I just want to thank you for diligently taking notes on both issues because I sure don't do that. You're very welcome. Zach, this is my full-time job, okay? <laughs> the Better B- Better Better Business Bureau pays us very handsomely to come on here and talk about Spider-Man. Yes, just, and I bet just, they're very happy joke. with the value you're giving them as yeah. opposed to the slacking I'm putting in. Um okay, so issue 62 Writer, Brian Michael Bendis, penciler, Mark Bagley, inked by Scott Hanna and John Dell, colored by J.D. Smith, letters by Chris Eliopoulos, and, oh no, we we open on this science room at uh, Empire State University, and Ben Rodley walks in, and the goo is gone the red goo those are the kind of notes you get here when i'm when i'm when i'm writing just to remember what happens and not to speak so the the fire is gone the fire fetus baby thing they were throwing in the tube and ben riley is like panicking you know he he thinks somebody stole it he calls up um connors and he's like somebody stole it and then as they're on the phone, there's a commotion in the hallway and there's a dead guy there and he's been sucked dry in the hallway. And, and yeah, I was going to say, can you tell who the dead guy is? Um, a random unnamed janitor who won't be mentioned again. It was the security guard that greeted Ben Riley by name last episode that kind of oh, chatted man. with him. So when I say this guy sucked dry, I mean his face looks like he's been like like a vampire has kind of, you know, like taken all of his life force out. He looks like when a little kid goes really hard on like a Capri Sun and you can tell the rapper is just trying to collapse in on itself. That's his Wait, skin. So that's what the rapper looks like. He doesn't look like the kid doing that. He looks no, like the no. Capri Sun. Yeah, it's Capri Sun yeah. post-suck. That's actually a great... Yeah, that's a very... Uh, that's perfect. <laughs> well put. Um, so then we cut to Gwen and MJ, who are at the mall. And Zach, if I skip over anything here, I'm, I'm gonna. You're just gonna have to jump in and, and share small details, okay? Sure. So Gwen and MJ are at the mall. MJ got a job making French fries at some place in the mall, and she has a funny little mall outfit on. Probably and corn dog on a stick, if we know Bendis. I think that they do say where it is, though, and that's not it, right? It's um. Big oh, Easy big, Cajun. Yeah, which actually sounds really good. That sounds so good. I was thinking the exact same thing. Have you ever had Yats or Dats? Uh, I love Yats. Fantastic. Yeah. Why'd you say yeah. Dats? Is that how it's supposed to be pronounced? Like in the... No, there's like... there's Asian like two di- It's like Yats and then there's like... some In some places, it's not called Yats. It's called Dats. Like in I, Bloomington at IU, it's not Yats, it's Dats. But it's I the same exact place. Yeah, it's like how rallies is sometimes checkers. Yeah. Or Hardy's is uh Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr., yeah. That's interesting. That? 
Listeners, if you can think of any other places that are sometimes two different things, uh, let us what's, know. What's White Castle in the South? White Castle's not White Castle in the South? No. Um, is that... Is oh, this a on. joke? No, I'm just going to Google it. Hold on. I know. I know it. Dead air. <laughs> they don't know that. I've just misspelled the four times. Put it with a Y. What is, what is White the Castle Crystal? called? White Castle is called Bristol. In the... Dude, that restaurant looks nothing like White Castle. I know. I don't know. That why is a they different just restaurant. Yeah. I'm too heated about this to even talk about Spider Man <laughs> anymore. It's a stupid marketing strategy. Just be the it same is. restaurant everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um,. Yeah, it's like how Dairy Queen and Culver's are, you know, they're called in different places. One's Dairy Queen, one's Culver's. That's absolutely not true. <laughs> Just trying to lie. <laughs> Just trying to lie out here. John, isn't it crazy that the Knicks and the Nets are like the same team? Yeah, it's just depending on what part of the country you're in. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> Wouldn't that be better if it was the Jets and the Giants or the Knicks? And the, okay, let's let's rein it in. Let's okay. do what I always tell my kids to when they're getting a little too off the rails. Let's rein it in, okay? I w- could never be a teacher because I'd just be a hypocrite. I Me, I would be the one off the rails. Zach, I'm usually the one that like gets them off the rails. <laughs> I'll like start talking to the kids about like golf. And then the whole class will get off task, and I'll be like, "I want to talk about golf as much as the next person, but we got to do math." <laughs> Correcting your own mistakes. Yep. Um, okay, so so Gwen and MJ are at the mall. She's working at Big Easy Cajun or something or other, and Gwen is. Uh, they they go and sit and talk. Yeah, Gwen was like buying socks and just bumped into her. Yeah. And Gwen is like, I hate all these people at the mall, but she's there also. And it's pretty surprising to MJ. She's like, Gwen Stacy in at the mall as I live and breathe. And then they go and talk because I guess they still they have some some stuff to discuss. And Gwen and they're kind of talking about Spider Manning and MJ's like, Oh, I kinda worry about him sometimes. And Gwen's like, gosh, I, I never even I never even would have considered worrying about him, like, or, or anything. And she's, and MJ's like, yeah, I even almost died. And Gwen's like, I never even considered we might be in danger. And, and then Gwen is like, and MJ says, we're not. Did you catch yeah, that? She, yeah. She's, she's like, we're not really. Which, I don't know. Anything that happens. I mean, he better. <laughs> He better not let anything happen to these girls. Right. Um, so Gwen is like, hey, by the way, you know, nothing's happening with Peter and I, obviously. I know maybe that's caused a little bit of tension. And MJ's like, what? That, we've never even discussed that. That has, And Gwen's like, okay, I'm not stupid. You know, nothing's happening with us. Peter's like a brother to me. Aunt May's like a, a mom or a grandma, you know. And 
I think that's really cool. I I always say it, but I like how their relationship is like they're like really becoming friends here, and it's not so much early on. It really seemed like Gwen was like maybe trying to steal Peter, and now it doesn't feel like that at all. You were the driver of that bandwagon. I can well, remember. I well, can that's remember what was the- happening. She's not doing it anymore, <laughs> but it doesn't change that in the past she was. So I just want to go on record. You would not at this point describe Gwen as conniving. Not anymore. I wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> but we've all had some conniving moments in our past. Have we not? Amongst us. And, and, and I'm sure Shiloh will tell you that teenage girls are brutal. Okay. They are the most conniving among us. Has Shiloh, does Shiloh never say I that? I think she's more she... of the victim of stuff. And maybe this is me being the husband with like rose-colored glasses or whatever, but I just feel like she's always caught completely unaware by like other girls' drama. I just know every time I talk to Elizabeth and I'm like, oh, the the boys are being so, they're just so awful. She's always like, girls are awful too. You just don't see it. They yeah. just do it secretly to each I've other. Heard that. They're sneakier. Yeah. Um. So but yeah, this is a this is a yeah. sweet moment between these yeah, girls. It's yeah, I can blossomed it. from like a rivalry into kind of acute friendship. Yes, yes. So we we then cut to a man and a woman walking home, and the woman. It's kind of funny. We we kind of meet up with them mid conversation, and the woman's like, "You thought I was going to break up with you because I didn't like the movie." That's so stupid. By the way, this all isn't in my notes, Zach. I'm doing this all on memory of the of the yeah. uh, comic. So. And you're killing it. I'm flipping Thank the you. pages and I'm like, yeah, he's dead on. Thank you. Um, and I actually flipped back to see if maybe we could see a marquee sign in the background to see what movie they were coming back from. I thought that could be like a funny little thing. No, we don't get to see it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but as they're walking home, they spot Carnage, and they're like, oh my gosh, is that a hurt child? We should go help it. And then Carnage ropes them up and sucks them dry, and just kind like of he just, did to the security guard. We're just kind of seeing him in a, like a dark alleyway. You don't really see all of what he is. He kind of looks like um, a pudding man, or like, what are those <laughs> really like dogs with the skin that just hangs over their face he doesn't look like carnage he looks like i have a, no idea he looks like a goober he he looks like Clayface, maybe or sandman you know I when can, he's yeah. like trying like a red sandman kind of yeah i can see both but then once he but then once he does like eat them then we get a full-on a full it's like, page of carnage and and he's all carnaged out it's like the more life force he sucks in, the visibly stronger and scarier he yeah. gets. Yeah. But, uh, John, I was kind of saddened by these people's death. I felt like these this was a real Hearth Michelson moment because they were well, just like, yeah. you could tell they were having a super fun date and they like cared about a hurt child. And then <laughs> this was the thanks they got for it. It's, it's what makes me laugh there is the conversation opens with like, I wasn't, you thought I was going to break up with you. And Zach's like, they were having an awesome day. <laughs> you know, well, Seeing a bad movie can be fun. Yeah. I think it's cute that 
Yeah. He was worried the movie was so bad she was going to hold it against I, him. I could put myself in that nervous like first date energy and like going to a movie and just it's awful and being like oh i blew it and here's the thing i feel like we've all been in that situation yeah i haven't even had that many girlfriends because i met shyla pretty young and i have had bad first date like like first dates at terrible movies and it's like well you know that this isn't going anywhere yeah. One time I one time I had a first date with a girl at um the Colts Rams game years ago when it was like maybe during Andrew Luck's rookie year where we would like I don't know sometimes some games we'd just get annihilated you know and it was one of those games and I was like this is going nowhere because it was not a fun game to be at at all so and guess what there was no second date okay so <laughs> I did say here, though, Zach, because I felt the same way that it was like a Hearth Michelson thing because Spidey, this is this is maybe going to be, be prescient for what happens later in the issue. But I wrote this in my notes. I said, Spidey's never around to save the normal people. He only shows up when his friends get in danger, you know, it, you know, but whatever, I guess. I, I mean, guess I, can't think be, he, I guess he can't be everywhere at once, but it's right. like, you know. He has saved convenient. many random people over the course of this series. He just yeah. isn't there for these specific people because yeah. he doesn't know to be. Yeah. Real quick. Um, I, I didn't know when a good time to mention this would be. I actually right am wearing. Yeah. Watch this. Oh, my gosh. Zach has his. Those are Venom socks, right? Carnage. That's Carnage. That looks like a black. What? Let me see Here, it again. I'll... Yeah. That's red, my dude. But isn't that... Okay, I can't tell what it is. <laughs> it's red. <laughs> I can see the red. I thought it was Venom's tongue, like, sticking out. No, that's because my foot was upside down. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Zach, should I mention to... I'm going to do it right now, but I actually have a little Nick Fury, like... uh what are those things called? Like Funko Pop. But it's yeah, it's not a Funko Pop, but it's basically a Funko Pop. He's just sitting outside my outside my house, guarding my house every day, and he hasn't fallen. He's been there for like three weeks. The winds never knocked him off. He he's good at his job, Zach. That standing up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know that's surprising. Yeah, John texted me that, and he's like, "Nick Fury's guarding my house," and I was like, "Your house has never been in more danger." <laughs> um so back at the lab the cops are there and connor's comes back and he and riley are obviously freaked out about the murder and that's kind of all i wrote for those scenes so uh detective captain dewolf is there that that lady cop that we met last issue she's yep. just kind of going to be around for a while now she's going to be like the new you know, Stacy, George Stacy, like whenever we need yeah. to see a cop say something, she gets yeah. those speaking lines. So then we get this kind of interesting page of carnage and he's like remembering all of Peter's memories. And for a second, I was like, why? Why does he have this link with Peter in the first place? But it's because they used his DNA, obviously. And he's like, which remembering still Mary shouldn't Jane. make sense because you don't remember through your blood. 
Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It was, he wasn't it was a little weird, but I'm from a chunk to, of Peter's brain let, or anything. Yeah, but here's something that I just noticed in one of the memories that might come up later is one of these panels. First of all, he like remembers Peter washing his hands for some reason. Like some of these memories are kind of random, but yes. then right after it, we see Peter holding someone's hands who I would assume to be Mary Jane, but she's got like two bracelets on it. And that makes me think it might even be Gwen's hand because doesn't Gwen, Gwen wears a, a lot of bracelets, dangly gold bracelets. Yeah. And maybe we even see Gwen's hand like that with the bracelets later on, but we'll get to it. So Carnage is remembering all of Peter's memories, and the and then there's a next page, and he's seeing like everything, all of the villains, basically like everyone's Peter has met as Spider Man. It's like Peter's and, whole life. It even remembers things yeah. from when he was like a baby or a, you know a little yeah. kid. Yep. And then the last thing kind of he sees is Aunt May's face. And then he like screams and starts swinging away. And I, I'm thinking presumably to kill Aunt May. So I've got a question for you because this, I don't know. I, this stood out to me in the big, beautiful page where it's all of the memories. Yes. Look at the bottom right hand corner what it what does it look like is happening in that one well mary jane looks jacked (laughs) i mean like she's her shoulders look like bodybuilder shoulders in that i didn't think those were muscles i thought that was her arms spread like this yeah oh yeah i mean that is funny now that i can see what you're talking about (laughs) they're probably like about to he's like like about to kiss mary jane or something is that what you're thinking i or? couldn't tell if it was like they were about to kiss or they were about to do it I, i'm developing a theory that a, this book has been written with the kind of subtext that they're having sex oh a hundred percent they are okay I don't even think it's subtext. I think like okay. we're supposed to know that they're having sex at this point. Like I can pinpoint exactly when their first time was. It 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 was the night that they got back together and she wrote him a love note and he jumped through her window. She was in like see-through pajamas and yeah. a, you know didn't even cover her butt. Yeah. And I bring this up just because there's going to be a later issue where they explicitly say that they haven't done anything yet and i'm starting to think marvel might have told them at some point hey you gotta tone this down you gotta tell people that's not what was going on but well, then looks, i guess they haven't but it looks to me like in that panel that's what's happening and i could see that like shirt that she's wearing being that nightgown hmm. yeah okay I Whatever. think they're doing it. <laughs> I I think so too. Um. So, Carnage is going over to the Parker household. Is what it what it would appear to, to happen. So then we cut to Gwen. Sorry, real Gwen quick. Is, one other thing. Yep. So he's swinging, right? Like, yeah. He's not shooting webs. He's like shooting himself, like his own like tendrils or whatever, just yep. kind of becoming liquid and sticky. And he's shooting it out of his fingertip, which is what we saw peter doing when he had the black suit and i think it's how venom did it too 
Oh, okay. I just think that's interesting that like whatever is going on with like the venom symbiote suit, it, it, they just shoot it right out of the fingertip. Do you think that happens because they know Peter is Spider-Man and he does that? Or would they do that even if they've never seen a Spider-Man before? Like, is I that think, mimicry? Yes, or... I, I think so. Okay. Because when he's in the first page with it, when where he's doing memories, he's looking at his own hands and he's like remembering Peter's hands in the Spider-Man gloves. Yeah. So I think true. he's kind of internalized to some degree like I am okay. from this guy. So Gwen is walking home and she's like, oh, I don't have my keys. I'm going to try to go in the, the basement door. Hopefully Peter's in there. And she's uh, and she's about to she's she's knocking on the door. She's trying to get in and then Carnage shows up behind her and it ropes her up and she can like almost make out a face in the carnage thing like the carnage mask like opens up and there's like a face in there almost but we can't really make out who it is or anything and it's beginning to suck her dry and then i'm just waiting for spider-man to show up and like now we get like a like a big human looking face kind of coming out of it and then and then it just kills Gwen and throws her away. I mean it, it surely it didn't kill her. I don't want to spoil it for the next issue, but surely surely this isn't how Gwen Stacy just died. But the last panel we get, she is a very very dead looking hand with those two bracelets on it, which is why I mentioned the the hand with the bracelets earlier and it says to be continued and man that's a pretty good issue surely gwen isn't dead right (laughs) this is why i wanted you to have the first of these issues and i hate that i messed up and told you the wrong number but yeah i wanted to get your take on that because that was exactly what i thought the first time I read it and even knowing it was coming, I'm like, you're just waiting for no, him to save coming. her. Gwen isn't dead. She's still going to get saved at some point. <laughs> right. But if she didn't, this is what it would look like. But if she didn't, then, then, okay, here's the sitch, Zach. This is a really exciting issue. Who's in the Venom mask? What was that about? I can't wait to find out. What is going to happen to Gwen? I can't wait to find out. Her and MJ just became, like, best friends. What does Connors think is going on? There's so many questions that I can't wait to find out. So, so because of that, I'm going to give this one an 8.5 out of 10. Victims suck dry. (laughs) Man, we're delightful today, aren't we? But I... This issue takes... A large hit if Gwen, if this is the last sighting of Gwen Stacy, because I don't like it. <laughs> right. Sean. Um, sorry. Go yeah. on. That's it. You go on. Are you familiar with the term fridging? Yes. Or like women but in the fridge? But explain it to our listeners just in case. Okay. So it comes from uh, 
comic book writer Gail Simone, she published an essay called like Women in Refrigerators because there's a really upsetting issue of I think it's Green Lantern where he like comes home and his girlfriend's decapitated head is in his uh refrigerator freezer and the bad guy had killed her and basically put her in there just to taunt Green Lantern and the idea is that this is a trope that sucks and happens specifically in comic superhero comic book stories where a woman it's like almost always a woman gets killed just for the sole purpose of like giving the man something to avenge and it's about like his storyline continuing over her uh like personhood you know her being in the story is less important than him having a reason to be mad and so it's just it's kind of this like feminist way of like looking at these specific stories and being like well that sucked because it didn't give this female character much agency relative to like the the man in her life and the original death of gwen stacy story from like the 70s is kind of known for that it's kind of like the golden example of that and i thought we had done such a good job avoiding that in this series because Mary Jane and Gwen are already pretty much switched in this series in terms of like personality and dynamics. Like for all intents and purposes, Mary Jane that we have is like the classic Gwen Stacy. And when she got thrown off the bridge by the green goblin, and that's how Gwen Stacy was supposed to die. And Peter saves her. My thought was, cool we subverted that trope that sucks we're not going to have a fridging in this series and it really really sucks that we made it this far with the gwen that we've come to know and love and it seems like she still got that ending uh i'm glad you said it seems like it because i do not believe that she's dead okay we can go through the next issue and I'm still not going to believe that she's dead. So, because we've, one, we're only on issue 62 out of 160. And I feel like our conversations have alluded to that there is like a history with Spider, with uh, uh, like Spider, Peter's going to break up with Mary Jane and start dating Gwen and then start dating Mary Jane again. And, you have know, I've given that away I, in our conversations. I, I, it's just been, I feel like maybe that's something I've insinuated from some of our conversations, which which maybe is not the case. But it might not be. I'm not but, saying that happens. I try to I try to leave spoilers for you to find in real time. Well, so what did you think of this issue? And let's talk about the next one because it's hard to keep talking about this one when we know what happens in the next one and and we aren't there yet. Yeah. So everything I'm saying is my. It's like just gut reaction looking at this issue in my gut reaction to reading this issue is there's no way Gwen is dead. Somehow they're going to, if this means that that's life force sucking thing that doesn't actually kill people that can be reversed somehow with the right string of events is what is what I'm gathering here. I think you're going through the stages of grief. <laughs> Anyways, 
I don't love what it does for, you know, the remainder of the story that it, it takes a good character off the board that we can, can't use, or at least let me say allegedly appears to <laughs> appears to allegedly. Um, but you're right. It, it does give us a lot of questions to ask about like, what is the carnage entity? What was Connor's up to? How's he going to respond? What's Peter going to think? Who else is in danger? It's definitely up to the stakes. Um, so I think I'm with you that it's probably like an eight out of 10, but at the same time, I hate it. Yeah. I, I, I think, hate yeah, what it yeah. does to Gwen, but I like the execution of the issue. If that's the direction they're going to go. Yeah, I think that if this is the end of Gwen Stacy, um, then she probably needed a little bit more fanfare. And and that's going to really hurt this issue because the way that she she died like a nameless Hearth Michelson, you know? I don't know. I, I, something about that rubs me the wrong way. Maybe it's just, maybe, you know, that's real life, right? Like sometimes. Yeah, this thing just attacked and it got hurt, but I don't like it. Yeah, sometimes good people are just victims of things that they don't see coming. Um, but it also does hurt knowing that she had just talked to MJ at the mall and Mary Jane was like, oh, yeah, we're not actually in danger because Peter will save us of anything. Yeah. And, you know, I just wrote in my notes like five minutes before that I read that panel of something happening to Gwen, I wrote in my notes, Peter's never around to save the random people. He just shows up when his friends are in danger. And then like, you know, two seconds later, right? Something happens to Gwen and he's not there. So. Yeah. I will say if they were going to remove her from the board, this would be the time to do it because they've now wrapped up all of her big, plot lines they've wrapped up her rivalry with mary jane they've wrapped up any romantic feelings she might have with peter they've wrapped up her dad uh they've wrapped up her hating spider-man like it was either kill her off or give her more things to do and i would have preferred they <laughs> gave her more things to do but you can see where it's kind of coming from gwen finally isn't dealing with trauma after trauma so they just killed her <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty... by wrapping it by wrapping everything up what you mean is like her relationship with mj is going well her relationship with peter is going well she's like on board with spider-man let's just kill her <laughs> yeah it hurts for a reason you know it's um they didn't take her down at her low point you know they let her fight through a lot of adversity and get to a good place and then they they took her away from us and that hurts way more i'm i'm a bit upset about how you're talking about this because it sounds like she's not gonna come back on us we'll so, see we'll, we'll see we'll are see. you clicking your pen no i'm sorry i'm playing with the tape measure sorry listeners oh, oh I'm like, that's gonna be annoying <laughs> i put it down maybe they I'm won't yeah I am too. That's why I rock like a child while we're recording. I'm actually sitting crisscross applesauce in my office chair right now. Nice. 
Okay, t- t- sixty-three. This is this is a cliffhanger. Yeah, sixty-three. The one we both took notes on. Uh, this is the same creative team. Um, Aunt May walks into the house carrying bags of groceries, and she starts calling out for Peter and Gwen. Hey, have you ever noticed what a cliche it is when somebody carries a bag of groceries that there's always a big old loaf of Italian bread just sticking out of the top of it? That is funny. First thing I noticed when she walked in with the groceries, like how often do people actually buy Italian bread and like have it sticking out of the bag like that? Have you ever noticed that uh, whenever people are carrying in groceries, it's like exactly two paper brown paper sacks <laughs> without handles it which, needs to be like 14 plastic bags that they are carrying in in one trip yeah i don't know that i've ever seen anyone grocery shop like this in my life maybe that's no. how they did it in 1950 but certainly not in the 2000s no yeah you've got plastic at that point yeah um honestly i could see we got them yeah i could see may being a whole foods shopper yeah. With her reusable tote. Well, I could see her having her own bag for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyways, she comes in carrying groceries and she's calling out for the kids. And she looks out the window and sees something that makes her scream. And runs out the door and around the corner of the house and finds Gwen's corpse. And Man, this is also so awful to show. If 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 she really is dead, I, I don't like them showing her like this yeah um it looks a lot more final in this issue i could definitely see someone reading the last issue and thinking oh they're gonna find her clinging to like an inch of her life no you get to this one and she looks like uh she looks like one of the skeletons the kids find in the goonies yeah like she looks like she's been dead for a hundred years yeah and uh aunt may starts crying and saying gwen gwen oh no no please no not again and we cut to the office of the daily bugle where peter is happily reading the current front page that accurately reports on how he heroically stopped the punisher and of course you know he's thinking hey jameson is kind of changing his tune about me maybe things are looking up for old pete which we know because of the Spider-Man happiness spectrum that something's about to go wrong. I was about to invoke the Spider-ness happy man, Spider-ness happy man spectrum. Yeah. Happens once an episode, folks. I was about to mention that too, so I'm glad you did and actually said it right. Um, so, of course, right then, uh, Peter gets a call from aunt may who breaks the news to him and we don't hear her side of it we just see some panels of peter's face dropping as he hears the news and he is so shaken he immediately swings home without even changing into his costume he's just in his street clothes and with his face out and when he gets there he sees emergency vehicles and police tape around his house And he walks into the backyard where they've covered Gwen up with a blanket. But she's still just lying there in the grass. And detectives are interviewing May. And when May notices Peter, she calls him, calls to him and runs up and gives him a hug. And 
while they're like greeting each other, a detective steps in and just starts interviewing Peter. He's kind of asking some well, like, and, 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 you know, I, I kind of feel like you maybe buried the lead on the main part of these panels, which is Gwen is under a black sheet on the, like, she's basically in a body bag. Like she's yeah. like dead, dead. I, I don't know how they're going to bring her back. Zach. But they're going to do it somehow. It looks profoundly final. I mean, I... (laughs) You know the old adage, like, oh, you know, in fiction, they're not dead unless you see the body. We've seen the body now several times, and it looks very dead. Yeah. I I mean, uh, I don't know how they're going to bring her back, but they had better... (laughs) All right, Bendis, you heard it. Yeah. <clears throat> 20 years later, you better bring her back. <laughs> if you haven't yet, you better start begging Marvel to let you. Um, <clears throat> so a detective starts interviewing what's, Peter. What's, what's going on with Peter? Sorry to stop you again, but that panel with where where we can see the, the sheet over her a bunch of different times. What's going on with Peter's eyes there? I was just thinking like, about uh, that. Like, I don't know. They're, that's done for a reason, but they're like, there's just nothing behind them. It's just like black behind them. Like, it looks like, uh, I, I don't know. What, what is that? Like, maybe someone who's being possessed. That's how they sometimes look. Like, it reminds me of um, gorillas. Have you ever seen like their music videos? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yep. Yeah. There's just no light behind his eyes. I think that's the metaphor is yeah. like, you know. He's going oh. through it. Oh, poor guy. Poor man. Poor Gwen. It's this is such a sad episode. I really hope no one's going through a bad time listening to this. Um, because that would suck. But yeah, so a detective just like jumps in to their conversation and starts interviewing Peter, and he's kind of asking some like leading questions. Oh, like, he thinks Peter killed this girl. He's like, Oh, so were you guys like romantically involved? Where were you at just now? When was the last time you talked to her? Have you fought with her lately? Do you have an access to a weapon? And (laughs) he doesn't ask the last ones. (laughs) And Aunt May is like, what the hell is wrong with you? Peter, go inside. And she's like, how could he have done this to her? Look at her. Like, what do you possibly think she died from? She's like had all of the liquid out of her, like sucked dry. Um, and, uh, police captain DeWolf, uh, arrives at the scene and tells the other detectives that this is just like cases that just happened elsewhere in the city. And Peter hears her say, the, 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 yeah, okay. Sorry, that the go on and then I'll... first victim was found in the science building at ESU. Okay. And, that's conversation while being necessary to the plot is one of the types of things that annoys me because why are these police officers talking so loudly that this young child, which is what Peter Parker is, he's a child, is like right next to them able to hear everything that they're saying. Like, go to a private place before you're talking about the murder victims and how they're similar to other murder victims in the city, you know? But obviously, we need Peter to hear this so he can be like, you know, put two and two together. 
Well, especially if this one cop actually believes that Peter might be like a suspect in this. Why are you telling him about other cases? Like, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need to know that. Yeah. Are you suspicious of him or not? So Peter goes inside and he goes to his basement and holds his green backpack in his hand. And he's just so mad. He rips the whole thing in half and reveals his Spider-Man suit and web shooters. And I don't know about you, John, but at this point I thought, oh, okay, he's about to mask up and go find whoever did this. No, he just ripped his backpack because he was angry. Yeah, and that then he was starts it. crying into it. It's really sad. It is very sad. Um, And later we see May, Peter, and Mary Jane in the kitchen. And May calls the last phone number she ever had on Gwen's mom. But the person on the other end says she isn't there. And they're clearly asking questions that frustrate May, like, is this Mr. Stacy? And eventually May screams into the phone, well, if you see her, could you tell her that her daughter, who she abandoned, is dead? No, I'm not joking. What kind of a joke is that? She's dead. Dead as in dead. And she hangs up. And Mary Jane's mom comes into the room and says that May and Peter can stay with them as long as they need so they don't have to be in the house where it happened. And later, Peter is getting ready to sleep on the Watsons' pull-out couch. And Mary Jane brings him some pillows, and they start talking. And she tells him she stashed his costume in her closet where no one will find it. And, John, I thought this was just in poor taste. She tells him she wishes he could just sleep with her in her room. Well, so that's that was one of the things where you're like, I think they're trying the subtexts that they're 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 getting together and it's like yeah they obviously are that's not this was some text you this know this was one of the more heavy-handed examples text. right but you would think mary jane would have this common sense to know hey not tonight well it doesn't mean that she's like you know they're just I, I yeah. Zach, I get what it. do you want to like sleep next to shyla if like something just happened like in your home where Right, this could have easily been MJ that... It's not like that thing was trying to kill Gwen, probably. I mean, we don't really know its intentions, but probably would have killed whoever it first saw at the house. That's true. So, I'd be... It definitely knew... Next to Spider-Man, too. It clearly (laughs) knew who Gwen was. Like, if it has Peter's memories, and it's willing to kill Gwen, then it would probably be willing to kill Mary Jane or Aunt May. Yeah, and something about, I I don't know, I hope we get a little bit more on what was happening with, like, the mask when it was, like, opening up and, like, forming a face and something. I don't don't know what that was was about, but... I think that was her face. I think as her actual physical face was becoming less defined and more shriveled up, it was gaining more of a face. Oh, I don't. So I, I think it was like literally like, that. like absorbing I was, her. I was hoping it was like Eddie Brock or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I don't want that dude sucks. He tried to groom her. I don't want his face to be the last thing she saw. That would make that's, her death more sad. That's that's true. Also, yeah, but it's really messed up if it like steals her face. I don't know. I don't like yeah. this at all. Carnage is icky. It's just. Yeah, it's so scary that like we can't even understand what is driving it, you know, like how aware is it of what it's doing? It's just kind of like a force of nature. 
Oh, gosh. Zach, this just reminded me of like one of my favorite Doctor Who episodes. If, can I can I talk about it? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> There's a Doctor Who episode. I don't know. Maybe like a couple of our listeners watch Doctor Who, which, by the way, next uh, 60th anniversary comes out in like a month and a half. It looks like it's going to be really good. Um, but there's this awesome episode. It's called Flatline, and it's about these like creatures that are like two dimensional. And basically, this is like what they do. They like take bodies of like the three dimensional people, and then they like use them to like do whatever they need to do. And that's how they like kill them. So they not only kill them, but then they like steal their forms and. It's just pretty awesome, and then the doctor obviously gives an awesome speech at the end and wins, and it's great. But people die, you know. It's real life. <laughs> doctor Who's real life, just like Spider-Man. Sometimes yeah. people die. Yeah. You're... And that's a great one, Flatline. If you're ever interested in watching a Doctor Who episode, that, that would be, that's one you can watch on your own and be like, oh man, this is this is good. Those actually sound like some pretty scary foes, and they are. And the way they're like computer, and I mean, I, I don't know, or the way they're, the way they're, it's obviously not like real people walking around, but the way they're like CGI'd, it's very unsettling. They're like glitching around in like two D, and it's, it's a pretty cool one. It's one of my favorites. That reminds me of like one of the few Doctor Who episodes I've seen. It was like, and I'm sure you'll know exactly what I'm talking about right away, but it was like, uh. If you're looking at the thing, it's like a it's like a statue and oh, it's yeah. not moving. But if you look away, it gets closer to you. That's and that's it, that's another one of the best ones. It'll eventually angels. kill you. Yes. Yeah. Those things yeah. were creepy. Is that episode you saw? Do you know, is it is it called Blink? And you... dude, I don't know what it was called. Okay. I know it was the it Matt probably... Smith doctor. Oh, well, then, no, that's not it. Well, there's some good Weeping Angel episodes for, like, all of the Doctors. That's cool. I didn't know they were, like, a recurring villain. Oh, they're one of, like, everyone's favorites. Yeah, those guys, they they were creepy, but I liked them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so Peter and MJ are talking on uh, her couch, and she's, like, saying all these things to him, and he's just kind of despondent. He's like, yeah, okay. Like almost catatonic and uh mj tells him that she thinks she was the last person to talk to gwen and that they had a good talk and she thinks they would have ended up becoming good friends and then like the first thing peter says is he doesn't think he was a good friend to her at all and this is really sad john Zach, I, oh my I almost gosh. got choked up i did i think this is the most like well written like a realistic thing in the world that would come to his mind he starts crying and he says what's the point of what i do if i can't stop the people i and then he can't even finish the sentence and so he just breaks down and mj holds him for a while and you can tell exactly i mean we all know exactly what he's thinking he's spider-man he should have been able oh, to yeah. stop it yeah uh, he even tries to say it twice, and he just can't get the words out to. You. And yeah, it's it's very uh, it's very like realistic that, yes. that that's what you'd be thinking. And I'm not situation. saying he should be blaming himself because he obviously shouldn't be. But every single one of us who is in that situation would be feeling that way. Yeah. 
And then we kind of get the sense that some time passes because Mary Jane is like gone and he's awake thinking about what the police said. And he thinks about the fact that they mentioned puncture wounds and they said it might be a mutant. And I liked these panels because he just starts visualizing kind of like how uh, Carnage was visualizing Peter's memories. He's doing that to his own memories. He's thinking about all the people he's encountered who would leave behind puncture wounds. And he pictures Wolverine and Doc Ock and the Green Goblin or Craven killing Gwen. And then he remembers them saying it looked like a vampire. And uh, he remembers meeting Blade and he remembers Venom. And then he thinks about the fact that they mentioned the Empire State University Science Building. And he's like, oh my god, it was Dr. Connors. And he looks outside the window, and guess who he sees standing right in front of his house at that moment? Pretty convenient. And John, I think we got him, because I can distinctly remember in other parts of this series... Is this where that Mary Jane lives in relation to their house? Is that what you're about to say? It absolutely should not be. Definitely She's like, not. They are not that close together. Are they're they? not across the street neighbors. They're like no. down the street or maybe a couple streets over. They're they're definitely neighbors, but they're not across the street neighbors because he's yeah. ran down the road to get to her house before. Yeah, and and you know this this window he's looking out of, it's not even across the street. It's like across the sidewalk. Like, it's, it's, we definitely got him. And it makes it sillier that Mary Jane's mom would be like, hey, I understand you guys want to get out of that house where it happened. How would you like to come next door? Yeah. Like, that's not better. And it makes it even sillier that Connors is just, like, in a trench coat, standing outside of this crime scene, like, looking sketchy as hell at the house. (laughs) Like... It's definitely not a good look for him. No. That's the wrong place to be at that time. Um, So Peter goes outside and runs up, and Connors is, like, starting to say, Oh, Peter, there you are. And he just decks him in the chin and, like, sends him on his ass. And he picks Connors up and starts bitch-slapping him while yelling, <laughs> What did you do? You killed her, you animal! You killed a girl! And poor Connors has no idea what he's talking about, and he begs him but to stop. But he should. But he should. It's totally absurd that we're going to believe Connors doesn't know what's going on right now. Someone at the Empire State Building died. And then, what, he shows up to Peter's house when there's a crime scene, and we're supposed to believe he's not smart enough to, like, figure out what's going on? Like, you know? Yeah. You're right. Surely, he really shouldn't have needed a 15-year-old to spell it out for him. No, he, this is going to be on the news or, like, there's got to be... So, obviously, there's not, like, cell phones with Twitter or something at that time, but there is some way where Connor should be more in the loop with what has happened today than he appears to be. Yeah. But he's been I, hanging out with his boy, is what he says, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, sorry, I was distracted by, you know, my visitation day or whatever. Um, yeah, I think it's just proof that, like, your place in academia doesn't necessarily mean you're smart. 
so yeah, Connors begs Peter to stop hitting him, and he starts to explain that there was an accident at the lab. And Peter says again, what did you do? And I'm just imagining him, like, doing the Batman voice. I know he's, like, Spider-Man, and I know he's not trying to disguise his voice or anything, but I just feel like he'd be so angry. It's, like, abnormally deep. And Connors comes clean about the experiments he was doing on Peter's blood and says, well, nothing was working so I dug up some of your father, Richard Parker's old notes. And he essentially, here's the thing, John, in the last episode, he's like, look, it might take forever to work on your blood, but we've got to try. He gave up after like a month of no results. And he was like, so anyways, I looked at the notes that made Venom and I basically remade Venom using <laughs> your blood. Yeah. And he's also like, First, we did a bunch of experiments with your blood, and nothing worked. And then we did a bunch of experiments with your blood and my blood together, and nothing worked. And then, yeah, we dug up all your dad's stuff, and this happened. And Connors is supposed to be a good guy. Isn't he supposed to be letting Peter know as he's doing these types of things? Like, that's what he said he was going to do. And now it's like he's been doing so much without letting him know. Well, John, I'm glad you mentioned that because my very next bullet point says Peter calls out Connor's hypocrisy of talking about morality and responsibility and then doing something like this. So it's not lost mm-hmm. on him either. That's that's yeah. everyone's first thought. And apparently Connor's uh, didn't even know the organism killed anyone else. He just came to tell Peter that it escaped and killed the guard. And just then they hear a rustling in the leaves. And they see Carnage walking through the shrubs towards them. Roll credits. Wow. <sighs> pretty, uh, these were, these were pretty good issues. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I'm not going to Google if Gwen survives. I'm going to read the, I'm just going to keep reading these issues. And I think. I don't think she's dead. I'm going to put it out there that I think somehow she's coming back. I don't think that this is the end of Gwen Stacy. Zach's like laughing at me in his head here. He's got a good poker face going because he doesn't want to spoil anything. But I don't know. I, I, I'm just going to be really bummed if it is. You know, I was I was really starting to like Gwen. Yeah, I think we all were. Um, So out of 10 lawsuits that are surely coming Dr. Connor's way, what would you give this issue? <laughs> You want to know my grading scale also? What's that? Oh, yeah, because you made one, too. I I did. My grading scale was out of 10 of my favorite characters dead. (laughs) That's Um, so sad to think about. We can do out of lawsuits. Yeah, so um, I'm going to do a 7 out of 10 lawsuits and if Gwen finds a way to survive this I will be willing to bump this all the way up to an 8 or even an 8.5 out of 10 I think I'm going to give it an 8 and something I've really liked here so we've we've poo-pooed on them before when they do like that wall of text on the side of pictures that we don't like you know so we've we've really deducted points before for like bad visual storytelling yeah 
I got to give credit where credit's due. I think the panels of of uh, Carnage remembering juxtaposed with Peter remembering were yeah. just beautiful. I mean, those yeah, were this... like so, so detailed and bittersweet and interesting and like tell you so much without any word balloons. Yeah. If if there is something in these two issues that probably does speak to the fact that that Gwen is dead and she's not coming back, it's that they seem to have really thought these issues through um, because we get that conversation with Mary Jane where they specifically talk about. I didn't even, I would have never even thought we were in danger. And, you know, and then that obviously, we don't know at the time, but right, that's foreshadowing what happens later in the issue. And then something I didn't even pick up the first time I read it is in that, in that carnage memory scene, you know, we, we see that the shot of Gwen's arm with her bracelets. And then that's the final shot that we see of her in that issue, which I, I don't think that's an accident. You know, I don't see why else they would have put that into memory if, if, unless to like, you know, kind of foreshadow that as well. So I think they really took their time with basically everything they put on the page in these two issues. So I don't know. She's probably gone, man. She's gone. <laughs> oh no, it's setting in. Um, but, but one thing, one other thing that I'm glad you mentioned when you were talking about the wall of text, these, some of these pages are very text heavy and even some of these this this issue is kind of text heavy but it doesn't feel like it at all i don't think it's well paced definitely and it's interesting enough and there's enough being said that you're not just waiting to read this big long block of text and flip to the next page you know there's actually like everything that's being said they put thought into it so you need to read it and like you know uh, like read it carefully. I'm looking at the page of Aunt May trying to call Gwen's mom, and there's like some pretty busy word balloons where she's on the phone and she's like just going off about how horrible this woman is, and it even feels fast paced because you can tell that she's mad and she would be like rattling these words off. So it's like a long, you know, couple sentences. But you know, in reality, she's saying it like that. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like you kind of read it faster or perceive that it's happening faster. And it doesn't feel like, a, you know, she's giving a monologue. Yeah. Also, um, another thing about that picture of Peter holding what we assume is Gwen's hand. Something that I find really interesting and nuanced about it is I'm looking at it and I can't tell if that's him holding her hand or shaking her hand. So it could be him meeting Gwen and it's like a friendly platonic thing or it could have been oh we held hands once and there might have been a relation like a there might have been a future romantic interest there. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That 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 I I would have assumed that that was Mary Jane and until you know the second time we read it through and i and i noticed it you know and this issue wasn't even the first time we've seen gwen in those uh bracelets i mean she's worn those like throughout the whole series yeah yeah i'm excited for next week's i'm really hoping we find a way to bring gwen back (laughs) yeah um get the finale of carnage and you know what after this 
I really want to see Peter pummel him. What's he even pummeling? It's just like a goo. That's kind of the other thing that is maybe a little bit like sad about her her death and who's killing her. It's not like the Green Goblin threw her off the bridge and Peter has a villain to like go and 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 mess up or you know that's true he's probably it's just not a even... little it's just a goo that's been created in a lab it's like this is not a there's no humanity right we don't know venom we don't know anything about carnage's like motivations or or because right. he's just a goo it it probably can't feel pain or remorse or anything so even if peter defeats it there's not that catharsis of like yeah. justice yeah exactly it's like okay well it's not like anyone's sitting in jail for this or anything like it's it's just a thing yeah man this just sucks you know like the whole well no it doesn't they're gonna save her in the next one (laughs) (laughs) all right you heard it here first folks (laughs) you can't win game seven without losing the first three games okay or some combination of them or something yeah (laughs) I like that. Gwen in seven. Yeah, exactly. All right. Do you got anything else on these issues? No, I don't think so. Are we doing 64 and 65 next week? And that, that finishes is, off the carnage thing? That's exactly what we're doing. Okay, perfect. What else do we have for the listeners here? Oh, boy, John. So I, I actually made... have a couple of things. Oh, good. I can't... Okay. I made sure to get at least one fun thing because yes. um, I knew what this these issues were going to be. Uh, I've been listening to some stand-up comedy on YouTube at my desk at work throughout the day. You know, it just makes it go faster. And I don't even know the comedians or whatever. I've just got some channel on my recommendations. And it's like I'll click whatever title sounds like it might be funny. And today I heard this lady talking about uh, how she used to date an NBA player. and. She said she got a call from this NBA player a few years ago, and she thought, oh, he's, like, interested in meeting back up or something. And instead, he has he's retired, and he's become a Jehovah's Witness, and he was calling her to tell <laughs> her that she should repent. And basically the joke Hell was, yeah. she was like, buddy, you've in my and I like what makes you think that like why am I the person you're calling about this and she said yeah when I was writing this joke my husband said babe do you know how many retired NBA players are now Jehovah's Witnesses and she's like no why and he's like I googled it and it's two and she's (laughs) like so for when you guys go home and google this afterwards it's the light skinned one. And <laughs> so she basically tells you who it is. And people have like looked into it based on. Oh off my of gosh. Her. Well, what? Now there's no, three, it looks like. Don't. don't uh, okay. I was going to see if you could guess who it was. <laughs> there's no way I ever would have guessed this in a million years. People believe the prevailing theory is that this lady was hooking up with Danny Granger. Danny Granger. <laughs> Indiana Pacers legend, Danny Granger. And. That's where I was going with this because I knew that that was someone that John oh my God. would know, but never would have suspected of this. Never. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what's <laughs> that's so comedian Brittany Schmidt. 
Um, oh man, that's funny. Um, you know, out of this list of three retired NBA players, there's Danny Granger, Darren Collison, and Dwayne Dedman. Two of those two are retired Pacers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is so funny. That is. I don't. Oh, I'm and a big th- Danny Granger fan. I'm but I just thought that was so. Mouse. That was so funny because I'm not really an NBA guy, and I looked it up like. There's no way I'm going to know who she's talking about. And then sure enough, it's like Dan- Danny Granger, one of the pinnacle players of our city from the last 15 years. That's funny. All right. Uh, what was your thing? Well, that's comedian Brittany Schmidt, if anyone wants to listen to her. Okay. So my things, Zach, there are two shows, two shows <laughs> <laughs> um, that. I'm getting into at the moment. One of them is the boys spinoff Gen V. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it. Okay. So I, I knew it was coming out and every time I'd like see anything about it, I'd be like, whatever. I don't, you know, they're just trying to like cash in on the boys. I'm just going to watch the boys. I don't need, I don't care about this little teenage suit, whatever. Oh my gosh, it's really good. Definitely worth watching. They've done three episodes so far. The fourth one's going to come out tomorrow. I couldn't recommend it enough. I'm like hooked. And it's got me so ready for the boys as well. You know what my fear always is when they do those spinoff shows, but the main one is still going? Is that now there's like splitting their focus and then the first one almost always drops in quality. I'm hoping that won't happen. And because the show is so good, the boys, that is, I don't think it will. And there's only, there's not the same characters, you know, like there is, there are occasional, like in these first three issues, like, like cameos. Yeah. But it's mostly like just people on like the Vought side, like the president of Vought shows up in both. But, like, the boys are not going to show up in this show at all, I don't think. Nor are, like, the big heroes, you know. But it's it's just, the first three issue episodes were really good. I'm excited I've... for tomorrow. And then, Zach, do you know what show comes back tonight? One hour from now, actually? It's going to air? I, I don't even have a guess. Tell me. Loki, season two. Oh, really? Yep. It's coming back tonight, so I'm very excited. I'll probably, instead of watching the football game, I'll probably watch that when it comes on at 9. Well, John, I have been so tuned out of, like, TV shows lately. I'm trying to be more of a reader. And look at you just telling me about two shows that I actually do like and keep up with. Two (laughs) shows. Loki was good, and that's an increasingly rare thing for the MCU nowadays. I, I was just thinking the exact same thing. And the boys is always a treat, so I, yeah. I might have to tune in to both would, of those. I would recommend watching. Well, I can't recommend Loki because I haven't seen it yet, but I I assume it will be good. Tom Hiddleston's great. Owen Wilson's great. Yeah, I think it'll be really good. And then uh, Gen V, I, I would definitely recommend checking out if you like the boys. Yeah, and it's kind of like a school thing, right? Yeah, am it's, I correct? It's like that? you know, it's kind of like this would be like that the school for x-men but you know it's set in the boys universe so obviously they're not being taught by professor x and you know right it's yeah so i'm guessing there's probably more of like the um 
like a public relations side of it. Like it's that's like all yeah, <laughs> that's like their first that's actually so funny. helping people. That's so funny you say you say that because like their first classes that they go to are like intro to public relations and stuff like that. Right. Like, that's like the yeah exactly branding. Yes, I think that's what it is. Actually, I think it's branding. Oh my god, <laughs> I knew it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. good. You got anything else? I don't. Are do we you? done for the week? I don't think I do. Hey, se- send in some send in some nice comments for uh, for my wife Elizabeth about her dog. You know, say say yes. say sorry about that. It'll make her feel good. She's having a hard time. Okay, you know, yeah. don't and send her too much. But my condolences as well. I definitely will. I definitely will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lucky gets his next chemo appointment this upcoming no it's every like three or four weeks so we're kind of even crossing our fingers he like makes it to the next one anyway i won't end this on too big of a downer but zach and i are buds so i like to tell him what's going on you know just in general yeah and i'm i'm always happy to listen yeah okay thank you to ian hickey for our music and Alyssa Seaman for the artwork and thank all you, all of our webheads for listening and leaving us a review or a comment. You know, we actually have been getting more uh, reviews and comments lately, which, which are fun to read. Um, so you can find us on the first read ultimate Spider-Man podcast on Spotify, Apple music, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And you can come chat with us and leave us a message on Instagram at first read podcast. Send us an email at first read spidey at gmail.com and find us on YouTube. First read ultimate Spider-Man podcast at ultimate Spider-Man podcast. All right. See you next week. See ya.